It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. No coin flip for the Cincinnati Bengals as they celebrate back-to-back AFC North championships. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, joined once again by James Rapine, who's back if you've missed him, as the Bengals clinch, well, I guess they'd already clinched, lock up everything that there was to play for in their final game of the season. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, and they have a special offer offer right now for Lockdown Bengals listeners. You can save 10% on your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals. As always, you can find us free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you like what we're doing as the Bengals go into this playoff run, as we're officially there, make sure you follow along and hit subscribe so we're delivered to your device every day when we upload our content. And James, it was not the prettiest game, but the ultimate result is a Bengals win. They're 12-4. and four. They're 12-2 and two since an 0-2 start. The AFC North was locked up, but now it's, for all intents and purposes, real. There's no rogue game despite winning the division. There, none of that. It's it's a true AFC North title, and they, of course, beat the, the Ravens to get there and can celebrate about it. That's the key word at the end, celebrate. And I was curious how the Bengals were going to handle that because – being gifted, as the NFL put it, the AFC North, which I thought was interesting phrasing considering the Bengals have clearly been. The NFL said that? uh, Well, there was a report that the NFL felt like they gifted, like that was the the benefit to the Bengals, the AFC North, even though they had won seven. We're talking about the coin flip and all of this stuff. It was in the reporting. I don't think the NFL actually came out and said it, but they did say it. All right. I'm comfortable in saying that that's what their argument with the Bengals was. I gave you the AFC North. And well, the only coin flip that mattered was Joe Mixon's celebratory coin flip. And I like the way the Bengals approached this game going into it from an attitude standpoint. Zach Taylor was angry and pissed off. Katie Blackburn made it clear she was mad that that it came down to something and that, that they were changing the rules, essentially. And they went and handled business. And we can dive more into the game. But I was going into it and, and driving to the stadium, Jake. I was wondering, are we going to get Joe Shiesty dancing and, and cigar smoking and sunglass wearing? Are we going to get Joe Mixon passing out stogies and, and it, it being what it was last year when they won the AFC North, assuming they won? And part of me thought that it, we wouldn't get that, but we did. And it was every bit of that. I smell right now like a cigar. And the suit is going to have to get dry cleaned. Uh, and, uh, well, that's, uh, that's what happens when you're in, in a ce- celebratory locker room. I wasn't sure how it would be, but I think from a mental standpoint, it was really good 
for this team to be able to celebrate. They've won eight straight. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, if Monday night when the Browns kicked the snot out of the Bengals and they fell to four and four, and we were talking about how big of a must win it was against Carolina. I mean, that, that was real. And if I would have told you, oh, they're going to win eight straight. Remember how tough, how much we were talking about the second half schedule and how crazy it was and all the, and they won all of those games. So they deserved a celebration. And whether it was Jamar Chase, when I asked about the trash talk from Roquan Smith, and I don't know if it came through on the broadcast, but Roquan Smith was talking a lot of trash. Chase was like, here's what I have to say to that. And he blew cigar smoke at the camera. <laughs> so he, uh, he was feeling good. Joe Burrow was obviously feeling good. And uh, this team is feeling good. So it wasn't all pretty on Sunday, but the end result is 12 and four back to back AFC North titles for the first time in franchise history, a three seed in the postseason, and a, another matchup with these Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and we'll talk about that, of course, as the week goes on. When we look at the film this week, our eyes will be on things that can translate to the next time these teams play, and we don't know when that is yet. Uh, we don't have the wild We probably card. will by the time people listen, but we're recording, and we don't know it yet. So I, I was getting there. We, we don't have the wild card schedule as the time of recording is where I was going, but uh, to your point, James, by the time people listen to this, you'll probably know when the Bengals are playing next week, and you know, the Bengals this time around will have had a full week of preparation. I think on Tuesday reports were, well, reports were that on Tuesday, the Bengals still didn't know who they were going to play this week. They thought they might have to get ready to go play the Bills again. And you heard from Joe Burrow saying on Wednesday that that was the first day that he had gotten ready for Baltimore, that his attention had shifted to Baltimore. So Full, full week of preparation this time. And, and you're right, it is worth celebrating their accomplishments this year. This is something that Joe Burrow has made a point about. Going back to the Super Bowl loss is that you, you celebrate your accomplishments. Getting to the Super Bowl is still an accomplishment last year, and certainly this year winning the division, again, is an accomplishment. It is always the first goal. If you want to be the number one seed, which we talked about a lot on this podcast, which they unfortunately did not have the chance to do this year, and it wouldn't have happened anyway. Kansas City took care of business, obviously, and, and locked that up for themselves. You got to start with with winning your division. Uh, according to Josh Kirkendall, good Bengals follow, used to do Cincy Jungle back in the day for anybody that, that hasn't been around that long. This is the third eight-game regular season win streak in Bengals history. 1970 to 1971 was one. 2015 was the most recent before 2022. When they did it again, they've never had a nine-game win streak, according to Josh. So, uh, a chance to make a little bit more Bengals history. Jamar Chase going over a thousand yards, of course, in this game. Joe Burrow becoming the most accurate passer in NFL history to this point in his career in this game, and not his best game, but some some other things that we can celebrate while we're talking about celebration. For sure, and the Bengals trying to win twelve straight. That's the goal now, right? It's it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a tall task that, that's going to be. But uh, I would have said the same thing after they won the Carolina game. And that feels like it was yesterday and also ages ago. And they haven't lost since. So uh, you, you never doubt this Bengals team. The other thing, and, and yeah, we could transition to the game some, that stood out post-game. And you're going to see this everywhere, everywhere nationally, yep. is, is what Joe Burrow said. And let me, let me make sure I get the exact quote um, because I, I want to nail this. He, he was asked about the championship window for the Bengals. 
And he said, the window is my whole career. Everybody that we have in the locker room, all the coaches we have, things are going to change year to year, but our window is always open. And two things crossed my mind. One, if you're a Bengals fan, you should want to run through eight different walls. You shouldn't be worried about if you have to go to Buffalo or which very well will be the case if you beat Baltimore next week. Uh, it's uh, you shouldn't have to worry about those things. And in with Burrow, he isn't. He's comfortable going in those places and playing. And this team is they have they've adapted to that. And so that's why when he doesn't even have his best game, he's still confident enough to say that it's like, oh, man, I, I'm going to make those throws, you know, and we're going to get into some of those throws. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the fact that he said always open. This is like the 2023 version of Chad Johnson. Yeah. He said he was always open like 7-11. Well, Burrow's like, yeah, that championship window with me is always open. That's uh, that's a hell of a line, not going to lie. Yeah, and the tieback, the good callback there to the Ocho Cinco always open, just <laughs> bringing it full circle with the Bengals. Uh, it does, does add a little bit something to it for Bengals fans. I, I think that Elise Jesse pointing out that Burrow was leading the locker room celebration just while we're on the topic of his leadership and, and the championship window with Joe Burrow. Uh, she speculates because he knows the team needs it after an emotional week, after a short week, getting that celebration. And Burrow has said the way that he copes with these sorts of situations as Jamar Hamlin continues to improve at UC Medical Center and will not be a huge topic of conversation on this show, at least as long as he continues in a positive direction and we continue to send him all our best. Joe Burrow, knowing that this team needed that move back to normal, which is how he says he handles these situations and celebrating a division championship is something that I think uh, Joe Burrow expects to be normal in this Bengals locker room for some time, but it wasn't his best game. I think even in his best game, he still did some things really well. We'll talk a little bit about this game because I think there are some takeaways, especially when you look at Bengals offense versus Ravens defense that we can talk about. And so some pretty impressive performances really on both sides of the ball as well. In addition to one injury we're monitoring. So we'll talk about the game a little bit as well here coming up next. Winter mornings. Well, they're brutal. So my tip for tackling the day is getting comfort and getting comfortable with Tommy John loungewear so you can take cozy wherever you go. Tommy John loungewear, pajamas, underwear have dozens of comfort innovations like luxurious soft tri-blend and micro-model fabrics and four-way stretch. No lint, no fuzz, and with over 20 million pairs sold in thousands of five-star reviews, people love Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Make sure you check out Tommy John today and the weather, it's changed. Whether you like it or not, especially if you're in the, the Cincinnati area, but really across the country, it's cold. You got to stay warm. You want to be comfortable. And right now you're going to get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. 20% off right now. So get comfortable. Get Tommy John at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Today's episode of Locked on Bengals is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life, of course, doesn't come with a user manual. Not that we are great at reading the user manuals anyway, but when it's not working for you and you don't know how to fix it, it's normal to feel stuck. And as we've discussed a lot this week with what happened in Cincinnati on Monday Night Football, counseling, therapy, a, a cr critical tool 
as we try to cope with various challenges in life. And they're trained to help you deal with those challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. And BetterHelp has connected 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, it's secure, it's accessible everywhere, and it's 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. You can specify the kinds of things you would like to work on. They'll match you with the therapist who has experience in those fields. And if you don't like it, it's really easy to change as well. So get unstuck, check out BetterHelp, learn more and save 10% on your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Jake, let's keep things rolling. Let's talk about Joe Burrow because you're right. He didn't have his best day. He admitted it. You look at his his numbers, they tell that same story. 25 of 42, 59.5% completion percentage. That's really low for him and by his standards. 215 yards, just over five yards in attempt, two sacks, and just the one touchdown. By the way, Bengals record uh, for touchdown passes in a season now with 35. Broke his own record. So Burrow continues to do that despite uh, 16 games, but mm-hmm. was off and was off on like – some routine throws, throws he normally hits, and it wasn't just one quarter. Sometimes with him it's a quarter, and then he snaps back. It was really the whole game. Yeah, it was a, a mixed bag for Burrow. I thought there were some things that he did really well in this game. He was incredible in the pocket, notably yes, escaping three different Ravens for a positive scramble on what should have been a sack, and generally I think making the most of what was a somewhat muddy pocket as the Bengals worked through uh, you know, having a new right tackle out there against a really good front from from the Ravens and what we'll talk about that front for the Bengals as well as Alex Kappa suffered an injury in this game got rolled up on and, and we don't know the prognosis there but it didn't look great on replay but Burrow while we're on the topic generally continued to be really good in the pocket as we've seen from him throughout the second half of this season doing a good job of, of helping his offensive line out but what wasn't there today as much and something that I'm not worried about Joe Burrow's not worried about if you listen to him after the game, are the, the throws that he missed that he doesn't miss. He's like, I've never missed those throws. And, and I think mm-hmm. maybe I saw the worst miss I've ever seen from Joe Burrow, the, the wide open, maybe not, the wide open T. Higgins overthrow, like a busted coverage overthrow that, that should have been an, an easy touchdown. It was a really bad miss for Joe Burrow. You don't see him make those misses very often. And that's something that we saw a lot with Andy Dalton, the overthrows on guys that were open on vertical balls. And, and we haven't seen that a ton with Joe Burrow, especially not that far off. On the very next play, of course, he comes back and throws one up that Jamar Chase can high point. And I thought Jamar Chase had a relatively good game. Uh, but but Burrow, despite the misses in this game, also didn't get a ton of help from his receivers at the time. I think you, know, you had a couple plays early from Hayden Hurst after the catch that were really good converting some first downs on on a screen, converting a first down in a contested catch situation. But I do wonder how much of this is just the Ravens have a really good defense, definitely a part of it. You had T. Higgins with some drops as he's trying to get back into feeling whatever he needs to do to to play good football. It wasn't his best game. Um, And and so it wasn't all on Burrow, who certainly had some misses, but – for me, it's nothing that I'm concerned about because the track record is so, so long in the other direction that as long as the pocket stuff is good, 
The timing for me was still pretty good in this game, maybe a little bit late on a few throws. Uh, you expect the accuracy to come back. And then when that happens, the passing offense is probably fine again. Yeah, the uh, the first first drive, the deep ball to chase that got broken up, it uh, it was just late. It wasn't. Well, he well, yeah. was an offensive lineman in his lap. I, I really forgive him for that one. But if he just releases it early, like he he pumped – and then he decided to go with it. And I just – I wonder if, if – I don't know what it was, but it just – he let it go, decided to throw it later than you normally would. I'm like, oh, he's going deep here. Where's he going? And I looked downfield, and, and obviously that, that was the end result. I agree, by the way, but I, I think he could have just threw it earlier, and, and maybe that would have fixed it. That would have brought the house down, by the way, side mm-hmm. note. But this, this team finding a way – so Burrow's the best player on the field. The Ravens are sitting out all these guys on offense, and some of them probably could have gone and played today, and, and some couldn't probably couldn't have, and, and they're just out, we'll sit them out, and they, and they go that route. This is a weird game. It was a weird game to prepare for. It was a weird game to mentally get your, your mind into, and I talked to the guys about that, and I, I think that, that that's a factor. Like you mentioned T. Higgins, right, and just not playing. Burrow, too. I, just, I think it was really tough. Because it's it's like, all right, well, did we win the AFC North? Did we not? Like, a lot of these guys would have been sitting this week. And people on Twitter, especially, I mentioned this last week. If they – let's say they had gone on to, to beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. They would have sat players this week. I don't think I agree. They would have. Joe Mixon told us he was sitting. He was going to sit. But and didn't they still need the game to keep the number two to, seed? To keep the two seed. Fine. They would have played to win it. But it, it, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have sat some of their guys. And I think that's the difference is – Like which guys, though? Like not all the starters, right? No, not all the starters. But they would have sat okay. some of their guys. And a lot of guys probably would have gotten pulled. And in, instead it became, well, do you want a home game at all? Yeah. And, and so, you, you know, and, and maybe Mixon would have played a little bit and, and they would have tried to get out to a lead and, and do what they kind of did today. And then they would have pulled them. I don't know. But the point is, is this whole week was weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm not shocked at all that that Burrow was a bit off from what we had seen against New England, for example, or early on against the Bills, where he's just so dialed in and accurate and just – I mean, that's scary good Burrow, right? But the pocket stuff was crazy. I mean, his that, – that it ended up being, what, a five-yard gain or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Five insane. or six, yeah. What, one of the craziest fun. runs you'll see. I mean, it was insane, tap dancing in the pocket. Yeah, and, and he did that a few times in this game. Uh, on another instance, he, he takes a strip sack. He got face masked on that play. I mean, yep. that, that's clear as day. I, I don't Officials know are not that good today. Across the league. It. Across the league. There were a lot of a lot of questionable things. Just a good old-fashioned nobody likes refs day across the NFL. Dude, so Bengals fans crushed me. I, I tweeted, I was shocked that uh, – and I was shocked that Jamar Chase didn't get uh, – didn't draw a flag because Roquan Smith, it was uh, in the third oh, when quarter. when he got bumped, yeah. Just runs into him, mm-hmm. like, way after the play. No flag. And it was weird. It was really weird. And uh, I asked him about it, and Chase said, well, I had to keep my cool because I was about to do something. And I said, what were you about to do? He's like, I can't say. So, so that's something to watch next week. I know Roquan Smith and Chase were uh, – this is the first time they've played against each other. So mm-hmm. – it's an interesting one. Yeah, it, it was it was certainly chippy 
between yes. these teams. As you would expect, Frosty from Harbaugh, who was weirdly upset at times on the sideline, I thought. But that's kind of the way it goes with AFC North games, and it'll be another AFC North game next week. And that's the world we live in. The Bengals, though, could be, and I would say likely will be, without Alex Kappa for that game. So some other takeaways from this game that we'll get to as the Bengals prepare for Wild Card Weekend to finish the show next. I'm really excited about our newest, or one of our newer partners and newer sponsor of today's episode, Ultimate Football GM. A lot of our listeners and viewers have probably thought, ah, I could be an NFL GM, and you could turn around a football franchise. Well, now you can. You could do it with the app that is going to allow you to play through a season and lead your team to glory from hiring coaches and coordinators to trading players, to making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft, all the ups downs of a season ultimate football GM is here for you. I've downloaded it. I've used it. I'm on the path to championship stardom and you can be too. lock on Bengals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise with using the promo code locked on in all capitals, locked on in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. It's ultimate-gm.com with promo code locked on. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So let's start here with Alex Kaffa, James. He got rolled up on uh, Ravens defensive lineman, unfortunately rolled up on his leg. It looked somewhat similar to what we saw with Lyle Collins a few weeks ago. The initial report is that this is being called an ankle injury. He was on a scooter in the locker room. He's in the background of a picture that the Bengals put up on Instagram of Joe Burrow celebrating, I believe, in the locker room. Picture without a brace, not, nothing on his left leg that got rolled up on, which is potentially encouraging. Also, as he went off the field, he had the thumbs up looking for somebody in the crowd. I think he found that person. There's a thumbs up. There was an I'm okay. You could very clearly see him, him say to whoever he was talking to. So potentially not something catastrophic for Kappa. At least that's the hope. And that it's been reported initially as an ankle injury gives you some hope. At least long-term, you're not looking at a terrible off-season of recovery for him, but we'll wait and see, I think, what what this injury is as we get more information. Yeah, I I mean, I saw his ankle. It's an ankle injury. Now, hopefully nothing else. There's nothing else there because I agree with you. It didn't look like an ankle at all. Mm -hmm. And so when they called it that, that was weird, and he was questionable at first. And we'll see, but there's some swelling there. And so the first things first, you're going to want to get that swelling down. So – you don't want to necessarily brace it at all or put any weight on it. You got that scooter. I know he's going to have some crutches too. Hopefully they can get that swelling down and it is just a, you know, a light sprain or something like that. I've had a fair share of these. They're not fun and they suck and they look really bad. And you know, hopefully there's no breaks or anything in there. And, and if that's the case, then who knows, but 
Uh, much like we were on Hendrickson watch in, in Hubbard watch in recent weeks, I think we're going to be on Kappa watch this week, which really, really sucks. And I'm going to point it out because I haven't been here. This whole coin toss thing was dog trash is the word I'll use. So I don't get our bosses mad at me. And that's why injuries like that are why, because are you kidding? The Bengals, they certainly would have, especially by then, I think mm-hmm. they would have just been very casual with it. They would have assumed the Bills were going to win. Just, all right, let's let's get some of these other guys in. And instead, you had Boyd almost go out. Higgins get just absolutely crushed. And, and look, we could debate throws and hits and all that stuff, but it happened, and it's football, and it can happen. And then mm-hmm. the, the Kappa thing, which was, you know, one of these freak things that you can't control, and guys get rolled up on all the time. So hopefully he's okay and it's not super serious, and we can see him out there next week, I'd be pretty – I mean, Saturday's quick if they have to play Saturday. So uh, we'll see. But um, if not, it'll be Max Sharping. And this Bengals team, its depth has been tested all year long, and they've pulled through. So we'll see if they could do it again if, if needed. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's not a, a big thing and they can get that swelling down and he can play. It would be a real shame that they lost – you know, there are two acquisitions on the right side of the line. You know, they, they put all these resources into improving the right side of their line specifically. So hopefully it's not too serious for Alex Kappa and they can get him back at some point here. It's going to be the Ravens next week, though, James, and they do present a really challenging defense, as we saw today. And maybe the Bengals left some things in the canister. I know you talked about that when you talked to, to Zach Taylor on the yep. podium after the game and you asked him about that balance. He talked about it. It is challenging. You do have to win the game because of the position that the NFL put the Bengals in trash. Uh, so and I just really want to make that clear. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I said a lot about it last week when you were away, obviously, and, and it, it wasn't ever fair I, I think Joe Burrow made this clear at this point, the team and Trey Hendrickson even has a quote, like we, we flush anything that we can't control. We control what we can control and, and, and move on. We control, what we can control. And that's the next game. We flush things that don't go our way. That's what makes this team special was the Trey Hendrickson quote. The, the Joe Burrow quote after the game was about the coin flip. It doesn't matter now. Would love to get that opportunity for us in the second round, but that's not what they decided. So, I mean, the Bengals are obviously upset about this because There was a rule change that happened. It cut the Bengals both ways. There was no thought given to consideration if the Bengals were to win this game. There's only thought given to what happens if they were to lose this game. Effectively, it counts last week's game, I guess, as a tie, sort of. The the Bengals certainly didn't have any upside in this game. Not a tie, because a tie means that Alex Kappas – got his feet up right now yeah, and has two healthy ankles and the Bengals rest a bunch of guys. You know? Yeah. But it also didn't count as a win for the bills, which is why like it's not, it's a loss for the Bengals. Maybe it's also a loss for the bills because they drop out of the one seat as well. And both teams yeah. lost in, in terms of what like happens in the standings. I don't know. Uh, not great though for the Bengals, because like you said, James, if, if the NFL just goes by the, the rule they had on the books, I agree with you that the starters weren't playing very deep into this game. Yeah. It's, it stinks, and uh, you, you mentioned Hendrickson. And shout out to him because he played well and, and really had the play of the game. The you know Drew Chrisman has the punt that pins them, and the Bengals' offense 
really struggled most of the game. And so that strip sack, Osai touchdown, I think kind of put the game on ice where you're just not coming back with this Ravens team <laughs> against that defense. And so this this defense deserves a ton of credit. Two interceptions, that forced fumble touchdown. They were dominant when they needed to be early in this game. And honestly, man, I'm just covering the game and mentally being as into it as you'll be next week or as you were last Monday before the game. It's just this game was weird. It was just mm-hmm. a really weird, odd game from the start, and it was always going to be. And this defense deserves a lot of credit because they did a lot of damage. Yep, they did. And, and Trey Hendrickson in particular, like you point out, was great in this game going against probably the Ravens' best lineman in Ronnie Stanley. Uh, beat him several times. Joseph Osai actually, I thought, had a pretty nice game too. And a lot of those offensive line starters, I know they were missing Zeitler uh, at right guard, but a lot of those offensive line starters were still out there for the Ravens in this game. And that's been a good unit this year. We, we saw Linderbaum have his share of wins in this game. DJ Reader now has that firsthand experience to log away and, and he can figure out what went wrong on the one play where Linderbaum really got him that, that at least I noticed watching live and Trey Hendrickson and, and Joseph Osai and Sam Hubbard know what they're dealing with, with these tackles. I thought those guys played a, a reasonable game. And so when I'm looking at this game, as we, as we rewatch it and prepare for, you know, our film analysis and everything to get ready for the rematch. And boy, does it feel like the bank. I mean, maybe they don't feels like the Bengals have a lot of rematches in their playoff history. Oh, man. Uh, Steelers, you know, the, the Ravens, Steelers a couple times, Ravens, the Jets never, that year, n- never the Ravens in the postseason though. They've right. never played them. Yeah. So that the Ravens that, that, this time, but you're right. It just, it always feels that way. And I, I'm leery of it until you look at who the Bengals have at quarterback. I'll be honest. And then it's like, oh. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, <laughs> people people were asking me today, should we be worried about Joe Burrow missing these throws? And I'm like, man, I've been where you are. I was a little bit worried about Joe in the first two games of the season, the first four weeks of the season maybe, when he didn't look to be entirely himself. And he wasn't entirely himself, but no. he's a better player this year than he was last year. You talked about him setting the franchise record with 35. I, I don't expect that record to stand for very long, the way this team is going and, and the way that they are going to continue to design teams and build teams around Joe Burrow. And, you know, how many times have we said you just don't doubt the guy? Just just don't bet against him. Sometimes yeah. it won't go his way, but it, it is a bit of folly, in my opinion, to, to bet against that guy with his track record. And and that's what the Bengals will be leaning on as we gear up for another postseason run, much like last year, James, it could be another home game into a couple of road games if they want to get back to the Super Bowl. And the road is uh, potentially a little bit harder. Might have to go through Buffalo and Kansas city this year, but we'll see. We'll see what happens as Staley out in Los Angeles is playing all of his starters and some of them are getting injured even though there's nothing for the Chargers to play for. I think they're losing, too. Staley's I, don't I, I don't know what's going on out there. That, that's some bad decision-making. The Dolphins are the seventh seed, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody's locked in. Yeah, Dolphins are the seventh. So it's, I, I literally came from the locker room to full – and I'm not saying – I know you know Jake, but locker room was on the field for a video, came up here. So mm-hmm. I haven't had time to, like, look at the, the playoff picture fully. Um, but real quick, were you getting out of here? 
We are. You're about to. Okay, real quick before that, I just make sure we're on the same page. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and so the the chemistry might not be fully there. But uh, good, I read you right, so we're good. We're yeah, like you're Joe there. We're like Joe and Jamar. Um, thanks for everybody that uh, asked about me and and was wondering. I'm okay. Everybody's healthy. Uh, it was just uh, my daughter was born Wednesday, which is still kind of surreal to say. Uh, mom and, and daughter both doing well. I, I posted a, a full video on and on, on my YouTube. And so I'm not going to go, go crazy or, you know, on Instagram as well. So I'm not going to go crazy here, but uh, yeah, everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. Shout out to Jake for holding the fourth down and, and Joe and, and Sands. And uh, I don't know. Did you have Charlie. anybody else? I, Charlie. Oh yeah. And Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charlie too. So it was, uh, it was a, a wild week last week, but back uh, should be back. Plan to be back uh, for the, uh, the the rest of the season and, and past that. So, yeah. But uh, really excited to uh, to be a dad. So and, that's uh, that, that's a fun note for sure. And the most important thing, obviously, is that we've got a new listener. As you sent me a photo of, of your, yeah. your daughter covering her ears, listening to <laughs> the Locked On Bengals so, podcast. Yeah, she 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 was having a hearing test uh, the day we were leaving the hospital, and uh, everything was good with it, but. Yeah, I was like, hey, hey, Jake, clearly she's listening to Lockdown. So she's like <laughs> wincing and has these big headphone things on, and they're like the medical version. Pretty good stuff. But, uh, yeah, really, uh, really exciting stuff. And you're right, not only new listener, someone that might fill in for me from time to time. You never know. So One day. Yeah. You know, one day soon. We're, we're going to hit her on the fast track, you know. Yeah, she's so just got to learn learn that English language first. Or some language, anyway. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We're back this week to gear up for the wild card round as the Bengals will once again host the Baltimore Ravens, probably with a different quarterback, definitely with a different tight end and right guard and running back. So we will get ready for that game and keep our eyes on the health of Alex Kappa and the rest of this team as they prepare for the second playoff run with Joe Burrow at quarterback and Zach Taylor at head coach. So until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.